Thanks for tuning in to Commodity Conversations. My name's David Myers and I'm in charge of audio production for this podcast. This week we have Mark Symes, Southern Regional Wool Manager at G. Schneider Australia, having a chat with Robert Herman from Mercado. The two had a chat here around six months ago on this podcast. The market was a lot more uncertain then. So we catch up with them today to hear how they think the wool market is faring, what the key drivers are, what they think is in store for the near future. Right after a message about this week's sponsor, Western Union Business Solutions. G'day. Today's podcast is brought to you by the team at Western Union. If you're looking to partner with an agribusiness specialist to optimise your cross-border and foreign exchange risk management, the team at Western Union Business will equip you with the solutions you need to send, receive and manage your international payments. Download their app from your favourite app store or head to their website for more info. Thanks for your time and enjoy the chat with Nick. Well, thanks for the introduction, David. Uh, Yes, we've got Mark Symes back on and um, I had a look back over the last time, Mark, you were with us and it was in October. Um, we got a lot of feedback from your comments, and uh, in fact, we just noticed today that Bloomberg picked it up and uh, and quoted you out of our podcast. So we feel very honoured to have you back. But I can't help but um, point out that that time looks like it was almost the bottom of the market. But even then, you were very optimistic about the market. So how are things going in general in the wool market? Yeah, actually. Um, oh, firstly, Rob, thanks for having me back on, and and. Uh, uh, good afternoon to your listeners. Yeah, the market's travelling really well. Um, surprisingly, uh, there was a lot of concern for the big volumes post-Christmas, January, February, March, um, or particularly January, the first few sales back. Um, we've seen an increase in volume uh, hitting the market. And, um, you know, the the market level is, is very healthy. Um, we've seen uh, a good rally in prices, and I think we're we're pretty much back to um, pre-October levels um, for, you know, 16 and a half, 18 and, and 21 micron particularly have hit, uh, you know, healthy levels again due to, um, you know, increased demand. Well, you're right to mention supply. And we just noted today in the uh, Mercado uh, Wool Report that uh, for the first six months of this year, which was up to Christmas, we were clearing about 28,000 bales a week through the trade clearing and exporting. But since Christmas, we've been averaging 41,000 bales. So I guess that tells you that um, things have cranked up a bit. Yes, yeah, we've seen a, a big improvement in um, in fine merinos in particular, 16 and a half and finer. The knitting tights, which we spoke about um, back in um, October, where we saw healthy demand um, occurring through November, December in terms of sales for the first uh, six months of 2021. That seems to have uh, come to fruition and, and demands matching supply at the moment. Yes, you, you make a good point about the fine wools. They've been driving the market and I guess great for fine wool producers who really, they had a bit of a battle, didn't they, over that through the droughts and everything with oversupply. But now we've had the fine wools coming through. The premiums for fine wool over those medium counterparts are, are very strong. Um, but that said, uh, this week in the market, it was actually the, the mid-micron merinos that, you know, were bits of star performers. Could, is there any reason why those sort of switches would happen at short notice? No, it, it's um, generally driven by uh, local processing in China and the demand there. And we've seen up until um, last week, we saw a genuine demand in, in the finer merinos. 
and uh, then it, it just turns as quickly as that. That this week the mid microns, you know, nineteen and a half and coarser were definitely the flavour of of, uh, of the week. You know, moving up thirty or forty cents on each uh, sale day. Is it as simple, Mark, as just saying that perhaps those medium wool start to look a bit cheaper against the fine wools because they were going so well? Is that oversimplifying it? Do you think? Um, yeah, well, that, that's part of the equation, and. You know, it's quite strange because it's hard to read the market sometimes because back in October, you know, the dollar was was weaker and now we're experiencing a stronger dollar and um, and a stronger market. So I think it's it's driven by supply in terms of uh, the traders' confidence to be able to sell into a market where you're able to acquire plenty of of the type of wool that you, you want to uh, supply to your clients. And we're seeing... You know, the clips broadening up. We've had tremendous um, seasons for the last 12 or 18 months in terms of water and feed and and um, the wolves are reacting accordingly and, and you know, coming in a bit broader this year. Yes, well, we're certainly seeing that with our, with wool growers we speak to where they're all commenting that, you know, it's a, it's one of the best clips they've produced, which, which goes with the season. They're cutting a bit more wool. Of course, they're not as fine either and the drought hunger fine wolves aren't about, so I guess that's helping. I just going back to your point, you made a comment about currency, Mark, and um, I had a look this week, this time last year, the Aussie dollar was at 66 cents. I mean, it's 16% higher. And yet, um, you know, we've got a market in, uh, in, in US dollar terms that is only, according to the Eastern Market Indicator, is not far off where it was this time last year. I think it's only 3% behind. So it does tell us that, well, it tells me, and I'm interested in what you're thinking, but it does tell us that sort of the confidence you were talking about last October when we spoke was um, is now coming through in, in buyers trying to, or processors trying to, uh, you know, perhaps fill the pipeline a bit, but also build a bit of stock. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, it's, uh, the market's driven by primarily indent business of which, you know, probably seven out of the top 10 buyers on a daily basis are Chinese indents. Um, and then, then, you know, within that, structure you also have some of those companies that also trade um, greasy wool and then you know add to beyond the Chinese um, sector of the market we're starting to see you know improved interest from India and uh, Europe as well so that's supporting the market very well which we thought would happen once um, a little bit of confidence came back into the marketplace. Well um, look I'm talking to Mark Symes today on Commodity Conversations and Mark's uh the uh, Southern Trading Manager for G. Snyder, who uh, operate, you know, right at that top end of quality wool, which means that uh, you outlay a lot of money and it's probably worth just referencing that our um, sponsor today for Commodity Conversations podcast is Western Union Business Solutions, who are in the business of um, transferring money and all sorts of other um, financial solutions for businesses. But, Mark, this, I guess, I guess that's something that as an exporter you've got to be on your game about all the time is 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 funding that maybe not so much with G Schneider where you're sort of a what do you, what would you say your paddock to paddock to processor route but certainly a lot of the other big exporters would be thinking daily about making sure they've got the funding covered. Oh, most definitely. I think um, I think we're seeing a bit of a change in attitude towards um, indent buying, and you know a lot of business is done on LC ninety days. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of factoring in of, of the financing of, of that sort of business. 
you know, people now are looking, large or small exporters are looking for a more cash-rich um, environment. So, you know, if they can connect and, you know, form a relationship and create a partnership with a, a company that is able to pay basically cash or on, on the prompt, they're obviously the people that you you deal with um, as as much as possible. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, we know that you guys have been doing a lot to promote and build fine wool demand and, and, and building relationships back to the farmers. I'm thinking that probably now your, your genuine true blue fine wool producers um, are really producing some pretty good product at the moment. And can you tell us a little bit more about how that program's going with your company, Mike? Yes, um, Rob, we've, we've been working tirelessly um, you know, on the Authentico program which uh, you know we we're trying to connect connect wool growers with uh, brand partners um, throughout the world. I think the Authentico program's um, gathering momentum. Um, we're well over 700 registered uh, users or members now, and uh, all of non mules and cease mules status, um, which is uh, you know definitely the the growing demand. And we've coupled that with a collaboration of, of RWS. We've started up our an RWS farm grouping system where we assist growers to be audited and, and accredited under the RWS uh, banner. So because we've seen significant demands in that area and it's it's increasing daily. Well, look, we, we wish you all the best with that program because, um, look, it's, it's important that the individual farmer qualities, if you like, are recognised so that these farmers not only... Um, you know, get well paid for their product, but they get encouraged to continue to to produce this this fibre. And um, we might have mentioned last podcast, Mark, but you and I have a long history in the wool industry, and uh, and once it's in your blood, it's there for good. I know that, and we see that with not only um, farmers and and people in Australia, but we see that with people overseas, and uh, you know, whether it's in Italy or in China, I'm sure it's the case. Now, I just want to um, I want to pin you down a little bit here, Mark, because I, I distinctly recall that last time we spoke, you had a real air of confidence post-Christmas. I think you actually used that term. You thought post-Christmas it would be strong, the market would come, you know, start to rally up. What about the next six months? <laughs> uh, crystal ball gazing. Um, yeah. yeah, this is always fun. Um, the next six months is, is going to be extremely difficult whilst we're seeing um, – uh, a rally at the moment um, based on, on good demand. You know, obviously the global situation with the, the COVID pandemic is is still at the forefront of, of every economy and everybody's mind and how you manage that um, to create confidence within, within the um, consumer, you know, spending sector. So um, I think we're still, we're still going to see um, hand knitting yarns, uh, in a healthy situation and the expectation of growth in this portion of the market. Fine Merinos, the expectation remains healthy as uh, I think we'll run short um, through this next six months, obviously with uh, the broader microns, as we talked about, due to better seasonal conditions and also traditional autumn shorn wools carry a little bit more dust and, and burr and yep. seed and so on. So the quality of the fine wool tends to taper off a little bit. So I think demand for for good, sound, uh, stylish, uh, fine merinos is, is going to be uh, very healthy. The area that, that um, we see is, is really going to uh, struggle is, is the crossbred lambs. I think, um, you know, due to the nature of them, you know, the problems we have with length and, um, and quality due to, to camp 
you know, this is an area that fluctuates dramatically and we'll see um, with larger volumes coming onto the market, we'll see some significant uh, fluctuations in that area. Merino cartings, I think, will remain strong. There seems to be good um, activity happening there in the carbonising scouring fields. And um, that's uh, how I think we'll see it through to the end of uh, June and July. Well, it's um, it's perhaps it's pretty sound news. I mean, I think we're now now that we've got wool growers are selling, you know, getting the chance to sell into this resin they've got. Um, we also noted that this week on the Ryman Forwards there was some really good um, trades made for the nineteen microns. So that's all positive. I think with the crossbred lambs, um, we had a client come in here the other day and he was telling us how that his wool. His, his bar of crossbred lambs wasn't worth much. It was actually worth less than his crossbred lamb. So one lamb was making more than the bar of lambs wool. Yeah. Never thought I'd say that. Yeah. But anyway, look, Mark, it's been really good um, insights from you today. Um, we know that uh, people, you know, really value the fact that you take your time, not only um, to talk to us, but that G. Schneider takes their time to go out and talk to farmers and gives them that first-hand advice. So I guess you do get pretty strong feedback and good receptions from farmers when you're out there. Yeah, well, we, um, you know, obviously with the, the nature of business today, that our infrastructure is fairly small. Um, we don't have the opportunity to go out and, and visit wool growers um, like, uh, like a wool broker, you know, has a network of, of people to, to visit growers and, and get that feedback. So we take the opportunity to work with you and, and with the broking industry in particular um, to hopefully give some valuable feedback to um, to wool growing clients and um, and keep them informed as to to what's happening um, on the other side of the the coin in terms of processing and um, we probably probably don't aren't close enough to the retail end but we we're getting closer you know we're working hard with our brand partners to to give real valued information and feedback um, back to the wool grower um, and that's fire our again you know, uh, plugging our own cause with the Authentico program, I think is the best way for people to be involved in the supply chain, um, you know, because it's a collaboration of growers with the same values and mindset, um, wanting to participate in a system that uh, delivers their wool from the farm to uh, the finished garment. Well, I think it's been terrific talking today. It also gives us another perspective or a bit more information on the role that uh, the, the wool exporter plays. And as you just pointed out, you know, the brokers have a role, the advisors have a role, the farmers have a role. Um, we've also got for this podcast, Mark Western Union Business Solutions, who, who play a role in helping finance and, and transfer funds. Um, it's a great partnership with Wool, and uh, I think it's going to stand us in good stead going forward. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks very much to G. Snyder and all the best, Mark. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Commodity Conversations. If you enjoyed the chat, please share it around or give us a review. Thanks again, Mark Symes from G. Schneider Australia for coming on to chat today. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll enjoy talking to you next week. 